you visit our website or are listening in and you find that one of the shows you listen to is not on the air at that time, you might check our schedule at KUCI.org. Every quarter, um, things get moved around a little bit, not all the shows, but some of them. And uh, sometimes students... uh, Students especially need to take a little break when school gets pretty intense. We do broadcast from the University of California at Irvine, or as I affectionately like to call this area in Southern California, the phallus. And in fact, the show that was on just before this, I think it's called Juice, Juiceberry? Anyway, it was wonderful. I... I've always loved having pixelated harmonies on <laughs> just before um, What Would Arwen Do? And, of course, before that, um, Funk Your Face was on, which I loved. But now Juiceberry is on, <clears throat> and that is exploring the East Asian realm and giving voice to the Asian American community. And as I was uh, home before I got on my little scooter and scooted over here, and... Um, when I came in, I was very much impressed. It was beautiful, wonderful music. So lots of great things to explore here at KUCI. This show, though, celebrates the world of J.R.R. Tolkien. And if you've been listening for a while, I've been on the air for about six years now. And <clears throat> for several years, for a few years, had The Hobbit with us, but he is off on other adventures right now, so he won't be here this quarter, although <clears throat> hope does not fail us elves, <laughs> so perhaps he will call in um, at some point and give us a movie update on the Hobbit movies, which will be coming out, the first of which will be coming out this coming December 2012. Today is Tuesday, April 3rd. 2012. It's really hard not having the Hobbit here with uh, all of these. He's so good about the details of things. We elves tend to get kind of caught up in gazing up at the stars and communing with flowers and birds and the moon who cherishes our memory. But I will, I will make it work. <laughs> so this is a new quarter of programming for us. We will, this show will be going to every other week 
alternating weeks with Phenomenal Women, which I will be here uh, hosting Phenomenal Women, and it's all about us girls. I'm here to remind us who we are and why we're here, that we are magnificent creatures, and why we're here to create a joyful life experience and to enrich the world by our presence in it. But today, it's all about the elves. And um, in fact, just this last week, I had my 10-year anniversary of my grand adventure, Saturday, March 23rd, 2002, is when uh, things, it all kind of started with fellowship, going to see Fellowship of the Ring uh, on a Saturday night, all by myself, and thought, what was this movie all about? And it started with a question. I fell in love with the elves watching the movie. I thought, oh my gosh, Arwen, she's brave, she's beautiful, she's ethereal. And, uh, of course, in the movie, Arwen is the one who you know, rescues Frodo, takes him, faces off with the ring wraiths, takes him to the ford, takes him all the way to Rivendell, and even after she faces off with the ring wraiths at the Ford of Bruinen, she falls on the bank, Frodo's failing, and she says, what grace has given me, let it pass to him. And I was hooked. So I said, I thought, well, what if I lived like an elf? And what became, uh, what began as a question became an experiment, the grand experiment of asking, well, what would an elf do in any given circumstance? And which turned in the grand adventure of my now over 10 years, my life as an elf. <laughs> I started writing down things that I learned about the elves. The very first thing I learned about the elves was, the, was that elves do not whine. If you watch the movies, you see a lot of whining from Gimli, um, a little bit of him and humming, humming, a little bit from Aragorn, but don't see any whining from Legolas. And I thought, hmm, elves do not whine. So whenever I find myself whining, elves do not whine. The, one of the, about the second thing I learned was that elves are healthy, that they eat differently than hobbits or dwarves or men. They eat for fuel or for celebration. And so it changed my whole eating. I actually had had somewhat of a weight problem most of my life, just battling with always being a little overweight. I felt like a little overweight. All my weight problems went away <laughs> when I began to eat like an elf. And... Um, I started seeing changes, a lot of other changes in my life. I started writing down things that I learned about the elves. I think I'm up to about 137 now. And just about that time, I was also struggling with aspects of my Christian faith. This is the week before Easter and also the week before uh, Passover. So a very significant week going on. Uh, and uh, I was str struggling with my Christian faith. 9-11 had happened in September of 2001. We retaliated and declared war. I was working at a uh, Christian ministry, uh, at the kind of a think tank actually at the time, as an editor. <clears throat> and we declared war and I'm thinking, really? <laughs> Jesus really would have advocated this line of uh, action? And... Um, so I was, I was struggling, and then along came the movies, and I thought, well, I can't seem to figure out or agree with my fellow Christians about what it means to be a good Christian. But the elves seem to embody all the qual qualities of a good Christian. And in fact, J.R. Tolkien meant that his elves were a metaphor 
for all of the best aspects of human nature. So I thought, well, maybe I can't be a good Christian, but maybe I can be a good elf. And uh, so began the grand adventure, (laughs) which I said, you know, has been going on for over 10 years now. So a little different opening for the, to the show, welcome to anyone who might be listening, whether you're listening online, listening through the, um, through the airwaves at 88.9 FM. Welcome, my Govanin. I've got some, uh, I hope, fun things planned for today. I will be having a special call-in guest in mm, just about five minutes or so, Janine, who is the host of... Another public affairs show, Get the Funk Out, that's on um, Monday mornings. There's actually an interview with Janine that's posted. She's a spotlight on Janine that's on our website, our home site at KUCI.org. And uh, you can also listen to the show through that. Oh, I wonder if that's her calling in now. I'm supposed to call and remind her to call. Um, But that was going to be when I cut to music, so I didn't even get a chance to make my announcements yet. But let's have a little music, especially in celebration of the Hobbit movies coming out in 2012. Let's hear a little song of the Misty Mountains Cold, sung by the dwarves. This is KUCI in Irvine. And here is Thorin Oakenshield and Company. The misty mountains cold To dungeons deep And caverns old The pines were roaring On the height The winds were moaning Oakenshield and Company, a very short clip that I snatched off of the two-minute trailer for The Hobbit movies that came out in December, last December, 21st. And I'm very excited because my guest is on the air. Now, again, this is, um, before I bring her into the conversation, I want to, I want to toot her horn a little bit because she's such an amazing woman. Um, I met Janine actually through KUCI. In fact, I was working at a yoga studio and she stopped in. She was, um, I don't, I think she was involved with Mom's, uh, Mama Palooza at the time and was wondering if we wanted to do something and I, at the time that yoga studio was involved in, wasn't really interested, but I was, about what is this Mama Palooza thing? And we started talking, and I mentioned something about KCI, and maybe we could do something, and I said, hey, you should think about doing a radio show about moms rocking the house and girls with guitars. And uh, she came, took the training, and she was the host for quite a while of a wonderful music show here on KUCI, Moms Rock the House. And then she took a little break, and then she's now back 
with a PA show called Get the Funk Out. And it's really about kind of, you know, engaging. Well, in fact, I'll let her tell you what it's about. But if you go to our website at KUCI.org, you can see an interview. It's called Spotlight on Janine Burstein. Cute little picture of her there and a little bit about her and her passion. And Janine, are you there? I'm here. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to oh, call in. Thanks for having me call in and thanks for the sweet introduction. Well, you're welcome. You are one of the phenomenal women on this planet. Oh, thank you. Thank well, you. you are. And, uh, and I was really excited because, you know, people may not know, but we here at... KUCR are, are all volunteers, right? and we love music. And one of the stipulations here, though, is that, you know, we don't really promote our own things, yes. but <laughs> that doesn't mean that others can't promote our own things. And you are involved in a wonderful event that's coming up. You're actually going... My band's could, playing. Your band's playing. Could you, could you just tell our listeners a little bit... Of, uh, a, a quick history of, because, you know, you've been with Moms Rock the House, now you're doing the, uh, Get the Funk Out. Right. How is it that you are even, like, in a band? Well, I started playing when I was younger, and it was kind of an off-and-on thing. It's like it's like a boyfriend, like a relationship, <laughs> like you break up, you get back together. Yes. And I got tired of clothes collecting on my guitar in the closet kind of thing, <laughs> and I decided, actually from a dream, oh. that I was an awesome guitarist, that I was ready to really get serious because I could see myself in the dream playing electric guitar and I was amazing. And that's always been a dream of mine. So I started taking lessons and then I left Boston. I was living in Boston. Uh, took lessons with the same teacher. We're, st- we're still friends now. He's amazing. Oh. And uh, came out here and I had uh, young children at the time and so I couldn't play. I would play a little here, a little there. But I kept saying to my husband, the only way I'm going to be better is if I really get out of the house and I connect with people. And my whole intention with Mama Palooza was to meet other women and get in the band. And that kind of escaped me because I got so excited about producing events and yes. doing things. And promoting other people's work. Isn't it amazing people, which is how the universe that. works? Right. But I met Ren Stewart, who performed at my first Mama Palooza. Mm-hmm. And we really connected. And she knew what my intentions were as far as music goes. So last year, we started getting together and just jamming a little here and there, working on songs. She's an amazing singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. She is so talented. I can't say enough about her. I, I thought I had one of her CDs. I looked through all my stuff, and I just couldn't find it. I was really bummed, and I oh, tried to find okay. something. She needs to get something up on YouTube just in case people are looking for her. Right. They can hear something. I'm right. sorry. And That's we're going to have songs uh, <laughs> soon on our website. We just launched our website. What's your website? Uh, thehoneyband.com. Okay. And we'll have songs up there. So this event that we're doing, our, our band's called Honey. Uh, it's five of us. It's not all women. And uh, we have three guys in the band, and they're, they're awesome. They're just great, great guys. And Ren and I. And um, the, the event we're doing is the Walk to End Genocide. Jewish World Watch has this annual event. And mm-hmm. it's, you don't have to be Jewish to go. It's for anyone, mm-hmm. any ethnicity, all ages, free concert. So they have a band. I guess it goes on at 9 when the walk starts. Mm -hmm. And then we go on at 11, and the event ends at 1. And there's food trucks, music, just a great vibe, and it's a celebration of all the, you know, sponsorships people have gotten for this event. It's Mm -hmm. a great event. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I mean, and who wouldn't want to support something like that, you know? I mean, genocide is like the ultimate bullying, you know? It's like we're we're all wanting to end. Yeah. yeah. And... um, 
you know that and and that's actually the event is a, a week from this Sunday, right? Correct. So this so coming Sunday is Easter, and then yes. of course we have Passover weekend coming. Yes. So lots of wonderful things going on this weekend. But the following Sunday, the fifteenth, right? Is um, and could you tell people how they can get more information? Can they still get involved? Can they still oh, sign yeah. up to walk? Oh yes, yes. So so the event is Sunday, April fifteenth. At, the, at Jewish World Watch's fourth annual Walk to End Genocide. It's in Fountain Valley at the Fountain Valley Sports Park. It's 16400, so, um, yes, 16400 Brookhurst Street, Fountain mm-hmm. Valley. And if you go to jewishworldwatch.org, they should have more information on it. And if um, people have questions, they can just call the organization. But they they had i think 4 or 500 people last year doing the walk. Oh, that's wonderful. Now is it a far walk? Is it something that, you know, the whole family could do or um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like, you know, you're not like walking 5 miles or something. Right. And um there are some things that are not for children. There'll just be different exhibits and things. So you use your own discretion. And right. Be, you know, but other than that, it's a very family-oriented event. Oh, that's wonderful. And you'll your kids are coming? Yes. Your darling girls? Yes. And are they excited about you being in a band finally? Uh, yes, they saw me in my first band that played at Taste of Ladera. Uh-huh. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but I told them, this is, you know, different. It's uh-huh. indie rock. Uh-huh. Uh, we have 11, about 11 songs, and only two are covers. And oh. it is, it's great. It's so much fun. Oh, well, I know the girls were very supportive of yes. you. In fact, they, they, as a result of you getting involved with music, they got involved kind of with music too, didn't they? Um, well, let's see. My little one plays a little piano. They're mm-hmm. both, they love to sing. Oh, great. And my older one said, do you mind I don't play guitar? And I said, you know what? If you want to sing, that's great. Do anything musical. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Music yeah. is good for the soul. It is. It is. <clears throat> well, thank you so much for calling in today. And thank you for giving of your time. Oh, you okay. and Ren, please give her my love. And I might yeah. even be able to go um, since it's a week from Sunday. I'd um, love it. Yeah, I'd love it too, and maybe uh, maybe we'll get some a uh, car carpool. Uh, okay. I'm not sure I can scooter that far. I'm scooting around these days. <laughs> oh, you are? I am. I am oh. the scooter elf. But oh. it, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, I just you know, it's just uh, one one of these days. I probably get a, get a little more powerful scooter to get to the further reaches. Right. right. But um, but yeah, it sounds amazing, and it's always good for people to get outside and connect with other people it who is. are doing something good. Fresh air, sunshine, I and know. music. I mean, what you know. You can't get much better than that. It is. It's a great vibe. And, um, again, you know, this, the event is going to be a lot of fun, April 15th, Fountain Valley Sports Park. Okay. Before I let you go, one more time, the the website for the event and the website for the for your band. Okay. The event, jewishworldwatch.org. Okay. And the band is the Honey Band. And... Do you have any more events planned planned uh, so far? Is, or is uh, actually we are uh, we're, we possibly will be playing the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. Oh my gosh, how fun does that sound? Like? Yeah, we are really excited about that. So, and, but that'll uh, be up on your website when you have more. As well, okay, so you'll be you'll be having information up that um, on that up on your website once yes. you get it finalized. And you know what, Tony? If anybody has any questions, they can always email me. Okay, what's your email? J A N E A N E. So J A N E A N E at KUCI dot org. Awesome. And if they want to come and spend some time with you, uh, what's your PA show? On, that I know it's on Monday mornings, what, 9 a.m.? At 9 a.m. And what's it about? Well, life is a crazy roller coaster ride, isn't it? It is. We have all these ups and downs. So I have uh, guests come on who share inspiring stories of changes and challenges and new chapters in their lives or people giving advice for people who need creative inspiration to get out of their funk. Awesome.
Thank you, my friend, for being in the world who you are. Thank you, Tony. And I hope to see you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. And that was Janine. Again, there's a spotlight on Janine Bernstein right on our KUCI website, where, which is KUCI.org, and where you can also find information about the next KUCI staff training, in, if, in case you were ever interested in perhaps getting involved with college radio. And this is, I mean, you can be a DJ, you can involved with, the, you know, the library here, you can do marketing, you know, some marketing events. There's all different ways to become involved with radio, and QCI will train you. And our spring training starts Wednesday, April the 11th, yes, Wednesday, April 11th at 7 p.m. goes for about eight week, weeks long. You'll uh, take some training. You'll do some intern on some shows and learn all the things that the FCC requires and make a sample tape or CD of what your show would like to be like, and who knows, they might just be crazy enough to give you a show. So uh, the inf- contact information is training at KUCI.org, and this training is open to all UCI students, faculty, and staff. So if you're involved here at UCI, you might want to check it out. Again, that's on our website at KUCI.org. I am Tani Tanuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. This is What Would Arwen Do on now alternating weeks with Phenomenal Woman. And I'm going to, we're going to share a little bit today about uh, some Poetry, this is April, it's National Poetry Month, so a little bit of the professor, Professor Tolkien's um, reading of his own poetry, and I'm going to read a little bit from his essay on fairy stories, which is uh, Defense of Fantasy for Adults, and a little bit about his Christian perspective. Um, We are coming up to Easter, and... J.R. Tolkien was a, a Christian, was very pivotal in the conversion to Christianity uh, of C.S. Lewis, who is very well-known, Chronicles of Narnia, and um, was known as Every Man's Apologist. But let's hear a little music. Oh, how I love this CD that comes with the book the, uh, by Doug Adams. It's called The Music of the Lord of the Rings Movies. And it's uh, the Rarities Archives. So this is these are songs and mock-ups and things that uh, you won't find anywhere else. Um, but it also has the music from the Return of the King trailer. And of course, I love, always love the <clears throat> title of the last movie, the Return of the King. You know, the themes: Return of the King, LSR, you know, Jesus, all kinds of wonderful things. So here is the. Movie from the trailer, The Return of the King. I am Tani Tenuviel. This is KCI, and I'll be back in just a few moments.
Academy Award-winning Howard Shores. Music from the Return of the King trailer. This is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. And it is now April. We are in the month, National Month of Poetry. And I get very excited. And in case you have always kind of been reluctant <laughs> about poetry, there's an, an amazing book by Edward Hirsch called How to Read a Poem and Fall in Love with Poetry. I do not have it with me today. I will uh, try to locate it among my tombs um, and bring it with me in two weeks from today when the when I am back on What Would Arwen Do? Um, but it's it's amazing. It really will give you little, little tools for really being able to appreciate poetry. I love poetry. Um, I love songs. If you love songs, especially songs that have lyrics, then you actually do love poetry and you don't even know it because most uh, songs, uh, lyrics are poetry set to music. So I wanted to read for you. um, So today we're kind of celebrating two things. Easter coming up and uh, J.R. Tolkien was a Christian and I think he would have been celebrating this time of the year. And also uh, National Poetry Month, and it's uh, this is also the month of celebrating the Earth. Earth Day is coming up uh, later in April, but uh, in celebration of the works of J.R.R. Tolkien and his amazing contribution to this world, I think a lot of people aren't necessarily aware of the fact that he also wrote some nonfiction things, and one of the things he wrote is one of my favorite pieces of work on this planet. It's called Tree and Leaf, and it's you can find this in the Tolkien Reader, and I believe it's also in uh, Monsters and other, Monsters Critics and the, the, anyway, another one of his books that includes some of his essays. But I'm going to read, without further ado, from Tree and Leaf, And in this is a little excerpt of a poem that he had written for C.S. Lewis. It was called Mythopoeia. It was very um, instrumental, significant in his being convinced of the truthfulness of the claims of the Christian faith. So, but he says here, with regards to fantasy, so this is a long um, inner essay. We're not going to, I'm just going to read a few paragraphs here and there. But uh, you might want to delve into it sometime. It's amazing. It's called Tree and Leaf. It says here, this is J.R. Tolkien writing, To many, fantasy, this sub-creative art which plays strange tricks with the world and all that is in it, combining nouns and redistributing adjectives, has seemed suspect, if not illegitimate. To some, it has seemed at least a childish folly a thing only for peoples or for persons in their youth. As for its legitimacy, I will say no more than to quote a brief passage from a letter I once wrote to a man who described myth and fairy story as lies, though to do him justice, he was kind enough and confused enough to call fairy story-making, quote, breathing a lie through silver. And that was, in fact, 
a letter that he wrote to C.S. Lewis. He says here, Dear Sir, I said, Although not long estranged, Let me start over. Dear Sir, I said, Although now long estranged, Man is not wholly lost, Nor wholly changed. Disgraced he may be, Yet is not dethroned, And keeps the rags of lordship Once he owned. Man, sub-creator, the refracted light through whom it splintered from a single white to many hues, and endlessly combined in living shapes that move from mind to mind. Though all the crannies of the world we filled with elves and goblins, though we dared to build gods and their houses out of dark and light, and sowed the seed of dragons, t'was our right, used or misused, that right has not decayed, we make still by the law in which we're made. He goes on to say, Fantasy is a natural human activity. It certainly does not destroy or even insult reason, and it does not either blunt the appetite for, nor obscure the perception of, scientific verity. On the contrary, the keener and clearer is the reason, the better fantasy will it make. If men were ever in a state in which they did not want to know, or could not perceive truth, facts, or evidence, then fantasy would languish until they were cured. If they ever get into that state, it would not seem at all po impossible, fantasy will perish and become morbid delusion. For creative fantasy is founded upon the hard recognition that things are so in the world as it appears under the sun on a recognition of fact, but not a slavery to it. So upon logic was founded the nonsense that displays itself in the tales and rhymes of Lewis Carroll. If men really could not distinguish between frogs and men, fairy stories about frog kings would not have arisen. Fantasy can, of course, be carried to excess. It can be ill done. It can be put to evil uses. It may even delude the minds out of which it came. But of what human thing in this fallen world is that not true? Men have conceived not only of elves, but they have imagined gods and worshipped them, even worshipped those deformed by their author's own will, evil. But they have made false gods out of other materials. Their notions, their banners, their monies, even their sciences and their social and economic theories have demanded human sacrifice. Abusus non tolit usum, which translated from the Latin <clears throat> basically means wrong use does not preclude proper use. Fantasy remains a human right. We make in our measure and in our derivative mode, because we are made and not only made, but made in the image and likeness of a maker. And then I want to share one more small passage, this um, relating a little more to the season of Easter, he says, <clears throat> with regards to the gospel story, but this story has entered history and the primary world. The desire and aspiration of sub-creation has been raised to the fulfillment of creation. The birth of Christ is the eucatastrophe of man's history. The resurrection is the eucatastrophe of the story of the incarnation. This story begins and ends in joy. It has preeminently the, quote, inner consistency of reality. There is no tale ever told that men would rather find was true, 
and none which so many skeptical men have accepted as true on its own merits. For the art of it has the supreme, supremely convincing tone of primary art, that is, of creation. To reject it leads either to sadness or to wrath. It is not difficult to imagine the peculiar excitement and joy that one would feel if any specially beautiful fairy story were found to be primarily true, its narrative to be history without thereby necessarily losing the mythical or allegorical significance that it had possessed. It is not difficult, for one is not called upon to try and conceive anything of a quality unknown. The joy would have exactly the same quality, if not the same degree, as the joy which the turn in a fairy story gives. Such joy has the very taste of primary truth. Otherwise, its name would not be joy. It looks forward or backward. The direction in this regard is unimportant, unimportant. To the great eucatastrophe, the Christian joy, the Gloria, is of the same kind. But it is preeminently, infinitely, if our capacity were not finite, high and joyous. But this story, the gospel story, is supreme. It is true. Art has been verified. God is the Lord of angels and of men and of elves. Legend and history have met and fused. That from J.R.R. Tolkien's essay, Tree and Leaf, A Defense of Fantasy, and this was delivered originally at the Andrew, yes, it was uh, originally composed as an Andrew Lang lecture and was in a shorter form delivered in the University of St. Andrews in 1938. And let's have a little music before we get back to more music in, and poetry, including some readings from the professor, reading from his own work. So let's, I was going to play something little hobbitish because of course we are so excited about the Hobbit movies coming up in December. So in fact, let's have a little Hobbit music. This from the Academy Award winning soundtrack The Fellowship of the Ring the complete recordings down from the door where it began and I must follow if I the road goes ever Yes, in fact, that is the voice of Ian McKellen as Gandalf, singing as he enters the Shire. So first we heard the uh, track The Shire, and that was from Bag End, from the Academy Award-winning soundtrack the, Retur- uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, the extended, the complete recordings. Three CDs and a DVD. You might need to put it, add it to your wish list. I am Tawny Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. If you are interested, I would love to hear from you. You can say hi. You can ask an elf a question. I'm not sure if I'll have the answer, but you can ask, and you can send me an email at askanelf at yahoo.com, askanelf at yahoo.com. 
Special hello to all my friends who are listening today, whether you're listening online or through the airwaves at 88.9 FM. If you're listening online, you may well be part of one of my favorite talking communities on this planet, theonering.com. The message board, Vana, might be listening up in Washington, maybe Roe in Escondido. Um, Sil may be listening in from Michigan. I haven't had a chance to get on the internet just before the show. But um, in case anyone is interested in hearing the show after the fact, you can find podcasts on our website at KUCI.org. Just go to a little tab at the top that says Archive. Scroll down to Podcasts, and you can find podcasts of most all of our public affairs shows, including What Would Arwen Do? And so we're going to, in the next part of the show... Well, earlier I was going to do a little adventure report. Last week, if you were here, it was my birthday, and it was a wonderful time. But I had a a little revelation about birthdays last week, and I realized that, as wonderful as it is, your actual birthday day is not about you. Uh, Your month is about you, because I believe that uh, one day is not enough time to celebrate a magnificent human being, uh, that it, it takes at least a month. And I still have things, you know, with friends getting together. Um, but the day of your birthday is filled is wondrously, wonderfully and wondrous, wondrously, wondrously and wonderfully filled with uh, phone calls and emails and texts and invitations and getting together with people. And so it's really about others. It's about the people who love you and wish to show their love and affection for you, which is a wonderful thing. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the day and spending and having um, Syl and Vana and Ro, three of my favorite people on this planet, calling into the show. But Wednesday was the day I actually got to just go do what I wanted to do um, in celebration of my birthday. And as you know, we elves, we're just a little strange. We do readily enjoy just being alone sometimes, especially being in nature and just having adventures on our own. So I went to the bookstore, my favorite bookstore, the uh, Newport Beach Public Library bookstore, and which is one of the best kept secrets in uh, Orange County, might not be now. But anyway, they had just had... I mean, it was just one of those, oh, yeah, what a coincidence. Quince, I don't actually believe in coincidences so much, especially when the wonderful synchronicities in life where something wonderful just happens at just the right time. So anyway, I stopped into the bookstore, and uh, a woman was bringing, one of the volunteers was bringing out a big box of books, and on the top of the box was the Lord of the Rings movie guide uh, to the art of the Fellowship of the Ring. And I, my mouth dropped open. I went, oh, and pointed. <laughs> and she said, I see what you're doing. These, these books belong to someone else. And I said, oh. And this man walks out, and he said um, something. What are you pointing at? I said, the Lord of the Rings book. <laughs> and he said, oh. He said, well, you know, they just got a whole bunch of those in. I said, really? So it turns out that anyway, he was a book dealer and was there picking up books. And so I go to the back and I ask one of the volunteers and she said, oh, yes, we got all these, you know, books in. So I got like, for a dollar, all of these wonderful books, the official movie guide. I got the, um, uh, for each one of the movies, I got, um, anyway, I got several things. And then the guy, when I found out I was a book dealer, I said, oh, so are, did you get that book because you wanted it? And he said, no, I'm a 
no, I'm a book dealer. That's when I found out he was a book dealer. And I said, so you're going to sell that book? And he said, yes. <laughs> and I said, well, would you allow me to be the one to buy it? I'm happy to pay whatever price that you would be getting for it. And he said, oh, he said, well, he said, well, I'm not sure they would want me selling books right out of here. He said, but since it is your birthday, he said, you can just have it. You can just, you know, and I, and he said, you know, you can just, you can pay for it. And I, so I asked them how much it was. They said a dollar. And so I got the, it's all about the art, how they did the art of the Fellowship of the Ring. So there's all this commentary and sketches by Alan Lee and, and all these different people. And it was just amazing. And then he said, well, if you really like Lord of the Rings stuff, there's also this sheet music. I'm like, what? They had sheet music, original sheet music from in, um, uh, but in Dreams and Into the West. And so I immediately thought of my Hobbit co-host and I thought, oh my gosh, I only wish Milo was here because he would be jumping up and down with me at this treasure of a find. Um, but how, perhaps he's, he's, he'll, he'll hear about it uh, through the show here. But um, yes, the original, and it has, uh, like, on the front, it has a pictures, you know, promotional pictures from the the movies, you know, um, Into the West, obviously, from Return of the King, and But in Dreams from Fellowship of the Ring. Sheet music, I don't have any original sheet music from the movies. So, uh, and again, a dollar each. It was amazing. So, that was wonderful, little birthday treasure hunt. And then from there, well, just before I went to the bookstore, I got, went and got a ticket for the, Hunger, t- the movie The Hunger Games. So I went to see The Hunger Games at the big Newport Theater, the biggest theater, uh, the biggest um, screen west of the Mississippi, and uh, got to see The Hunger Games. And since it was the middle of the day, there were hardly anyone there, so it was all nice and quiet. No shuffling about and popcorn rustling and all that type of thing. And I loved it. It was very inspiring. I won't go into commentary about it, but... Um, I loved it, and I went over and got the soundtrack, and I'm hoping that there are some songs on the soundtrack that are not by recognized artists, because we here at KCI, um, although we love that there are great musicians out there that have made it big in the world of music and are getting lots of airtime on the major stations, we are all about bringing you uh, alternative music, people that are also making great music that you may not have never heard of. So we do not play any mainstream music here at KUCI. But there might be some little-known bands doing some of those songs. There's a couple of songs, obviously, by Taylor Swift that we won't be playing. I love Taylor Swift. She's amazing. Love her music. And But she's getting already getting plenty of airtime. <laughs> so, so anyway, got to see the movie, got the soundtrack. It was a lovely, lovely, fun day. And um, before I move into a little bit of um, poetry, I wanted to share some local things that are going on here in Orange County, in case you are here at UC Irvine. Uh, there are various Passover and Easter celebrations going on, so you might Google around to the, some of the local churches, maybe Mariners or Rock Harbor, uh, some of the local synagogues. Also, the Center for Living Peace has some great things coming up. Uh, <clears throat> this coming week, oh, what did I do with their little card? Um, I love the Center for Living Peace. It's right in the university s- center across the street here from UC Irvine. I know they have uh, someone coming, a, a great speaker. Well, I'll announce that more about that later. I believe it's, she's coming in May, uh, sponsored through the um, Center for Living Peace in, in partnership with UC Irvine. Um, but 
in the meantime, this coming Saturday, they have, well, actually starting on Tuesdays, it started today, but starting on Tuesday, they're going to be having story time over there. So children's story time from 3.30 to 4.30. You can find out more of, about these things at their website, goodhappens.org. Uh, this coming Saturday, they'll have New Earth Drumming on Saturday a.m. from 9 to 10, Saturday, April 7th. And also this coming Saturday, the uh, Ecology Center uh, down in San Juan Capistrano, they come up here, they're amazing people, are going to be doing a workshop, this is from 1 to 3 p.m., on natural fabric dyes and tie-dyeing. So learn the magic behind dyeing fabric naturally by using what's in season. We will show you everything you need to know about tie-dyeing the natural way. So, you know, maybe they're going to be using berries or uh, beets and maybe teas and who knows what all kinds of good things, but it'll all be all natural. And uh, you can make some great tie-dyed shirts and, you know, hearkening back to the 60s. If you like 60s styles, you might want to check it out. Again, that's um, at the Center for Living Peace, and their website is www.goodhappens.org. And today, in celebration both of Easter and of uh, National Poetry Month beginning, I was going to read you some poetry from my favorite, one of my most favorite, um, well, I think he's a poet, but he also was uh, much more Thomas Merton, but I think I shall have to save it for another day because we are just about out of time. Um, oh my goodness, if only I had time for just one. I do want to play, first let's hear J.R. Tolkien with the um, a poem of his from the JR this is from the JR audio collection and this is from the Two Towers book 3 and this is the um treebeard the poem of the ant and the entwise because this also is earth day month where we'll be celebrating uh the earth and all of the good things that uh the earth provides us with so here is the professor himself with the ants and the Entwife. This is KCI in Irvine. There was an elvish song that spoke of this, or at least so I understand it. It used to be sung up and down the great river. It was never an Entish song, mark you. It would have been a very long song in Entish. But we know it by heart, and hum it now and again. This is how it runs in your tongue. The Ent. When spring unfolds the beechen leaf, and sap is in the bough, when light is on the wild wood stream and wind is on the brow, when stride is long and breath is deep and keen the mountain air, come back to me, come back to me and say my land is fair. The Entwife. When spring is come to garth and field and corn is on the blade, when blossom like a shining snow is on the orchard laid, when shower and sun upon the earth with fragrance fill the air, I linger here and will not come because my land is fair. The Entwife. When summer lies upon the world in a noon of gold beneath the roof of sleeping leaves the dreams of trees unfold. When woodland halls are green and cool and wind is in the west, come back to me, come back to me and say my land is best. The Entwife. When summer warms the hanging fruit and burns the berry brown, when straw is gold and ear is white and harvest comes to town, when honey spills and apple swells, Though wind be in the west, I linger here beneath the sun, because my land is best. The end. 
When winter comes, the winter wild that hill and wood shall slay, when trees shall fall and starless night devour the sunless day, when wind is in the deadly east, then in the bitter rain I'll look for thee and call to thee, I'll come to thee again. The end twelve. When winter comes and singing ends, when darkness falls at last, when broken is the barren bough and light and labour past, I look for thee and wait for thee, until we meet again, together we will take the road beneath the bitter rain. Both. Together we will take the road that leads into the west, and far away we'll find a land where both our hearts may rest. And that is J.R.R. Tolkien reading from his own work, The Lord of the Rings, The Ent and the Entwife, in celebration of National Poetry Month, and as we always do, celebration of all things J.R. Tolkien and Middle-Earth. I am Tani Tenuviel. That is going to be it for today. For What Would Arwen Do? Please join me next week. I'll be back with Phenomenal Women, where it's all about us girls and the girls we love. And I'll be back in two weeks with What Would Arwen Do? So, until then... A star shines on the hour of our meeting. Please send me an email. Let me hear from you at askanelf at yahoo.com. And stay tuned, please, also for the Blue and Gold Report, QCI, or UCI Sports. And again, if you're interested in getting involved with College Radio, please visit our website at KUCI.org. Information about our upcoming DJ training open to students, staff, and faculty of UCI. And closing, I'm going to play a little excerpt, But in Dreams, from the Academy Award-winning music of The Return of the King. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. (laughs) 